Hello, everybody. It's Leslie Jane Seymour, founder of Covey Club and of Reinvent Yourself, the podcast. I have a really interesting thing for you today. I have somebody who created a workbook that is perfect for you to get started on your personal branding. It's called Getting Your Brand Straight, and it's on Amazon or it's on her website. Her name is Joanne Tambraco. And we will give you all that information in the show notes as well. And it's all about the steps you take to reinvent your brand. And one of the things that Joanne, who has been in social media and in sales, in media, understands very well is that you can't go out there and sell yourself unless you know who you are and what you're selling. And she talks very clearly about, she's a professor at uh, Uh, NYU, um, teachers and masters programs, and she runs her own consulting company. But she talks about how you can't sell something. Like she said, she couldn't sell herself. She found herself being very foggy on who she was and what her personal brand was until you know what your brand is. Just imagine, how can you go out and sell, you know, Dove soap if you're not clear if it's a, a bar of soap or if it's, you know, soft soap or if it's you know, a Brillo pad. I mean, you really need to know the contours, the edges, the what you're not, the what you are of all of that. And that is what branding is all about. And what's interesting is she talks about how the biggest executives who she consults for and helps and the most successful people often have the hardest time determining what their personal brand is and their reasons for that, which is what you'll find out in this discussion we had So anyway, I'm going to turn us over to this terrific discussion, very practical. You will want to download her workbook or buy it on Amazon. And it's meant to be reflective. It's meant to have big white spaces so you can actually think about who you are and think about the questions that she's asking. But I'm telling you that if you want to reinvent yourself, you have to start with your personal brand. Who are you? What are you? What do you stand for? What don't you stand for? How do you set yourself apart? What are the words you use? Down to what colors represent you often. And um, I think you'll really enjoy this. So let's welcome Joanne Tumbracos. So hello, Joanne. How are you? I am good, Leslie. How are you doing? Good. I love talking to people who have done workbooks. I am a big workbook person since I was a little kid. I used to sit in front of the TV set and I would have a workbook of some sort. And then I would have my crayons and I would have other books and all kinds of stuff. But it always makes me feel like I'm moving forward. So I think that's just perfect for our uh, podcast. And I'm psyched that we got you on here to talk about it. So Let's talk about you and how you've reinvented yourself and talk a little bit about where you come from. I always like to find out where everybody grew up and how you got to be where you are. And we can start there. Okay. Um, 
Well, I will start with telling you that it's been a very circuitous journey to where I am today. I did, I am one of those people who actually was born and raised in the lovely city of New York. Oh, I was okay. raised out in Queens, so when I was a kid, you aspired to live in Manhattan. Today, apparently, the young kids are all aspiring to live in Brooklyn. Or oh, Queens. Um, Queens is the new place. Queens Don't is the new that? hot spot. I think, it's, I think it's getting there. It certainly wasn't a hot spot when I was there, but it was a right. wonderful place to grow up. Right. And this is actually my second reinvention. Okay. I, when I graduated high school, my father was transferred out to suburban Pennsylvania, uh, suburban Philadelphia. And it kind of took my whole college career off in a direction that I didn't exactly, I'm not sure I really planned anything at that point. Mm -hmm. But to make a very long story short, I wound up getting an undergraduate degree in elementary education. At the very, very beginning of my career, I actually taught seventh and eighth grade English, if you could possibly. Wow. Imagine. Okay. Yeah, know, All right. Okay. Well, and it really, it was, it, yeah, I, I started I as a teacher and now I, okay. I, now I teach at NYU. So it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, but it wasn't really a good fit for me at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And I yearned to do something bigger and I'm not sure exactly what happened at that point, but I got it into my head that I wanted to sell and I just tried to convince someone to hire me. And nobody oh wanted goodness. to, because at this point I had a master's degree too, because you know, when oh. you know what you want to do, you go get another degree. But and what was your master's in? In educational administration. I was okay. very young, very naive. I had this idea that I'd be a, a principal, oh. um, which is, you know, it really, and I, when I was done, I think I was all of, you know, 25 years old. No one was going to make me a high school principal then at that point in time. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, so anyway, what happened was I wound up getting a job selling radio ads, which I know, you know, it's an industry you're very familiar with because yes. you're on the publishing side. Yes. And I just initially, I had no idea what it meant to sell. I didn't even know what radio ads were, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. All I knew was that these people were going to hire me. And I wound up selling country music radio in my first job in Philadelphia. And I, I still say that I learned more about marketing and branding in those first five years selling country music at that point in time than I have any place else. It was just such a great training ground. But it was the beginning of what wound up being a 25-year career. Wow. I, wound up, I wound up then from there going to, I wanted to get into management. So I got myself a job at CBS in Philadelphia. Wow. They promoted me and I wound up down running a station in, we had at the time in Washington. And then um, that was around the time deregulation started. It was 1997, I guess. No, no, it was 19... Yeah, 1997. And um, everything was getting crazy. So to make a long story short, I suddenly was without a job again. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to stay in DC. It wasn't, that was not a good fit. And I wanted to get back to New York. And at that point, I wound up getting a job in cable because at that point, cable was just, that was the new fun thing. You know, there was, mm -hmm. we only had, I think, initially 12 maybe 12 different cable networks in 1997 yeah, selling. Yeah. And by the time I was done, you know, we're in the hundreds. So I yeah. wound up getting a job at Time Warner Cable in New York. And that led to another position that I had with Time Warner as director of sales for New York One and New York One News. Mm -hmm. My career was great until one day it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing about that, having run four magazines and one of them that closed. Yes, I understand. Yeah, you know, and it's, um, and, the, and, and, you know, you know, from the ad sales part of it, 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 it got ugly. It got really yeah, ugly. Horrible. The creativity that I had in the early days just wasn't there. Yeah. So yeah. in 2008, suddenly I was reorganized out of my job. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, what am I going to do now? And I, I couldn't do it again. I just couldn't do it again. Right. And in my spare time, I had been writing a novel. So I had this great idea that I was going to just write novels for the rest of my career and make a fortune. But, you know, 2008 wasn't such a great year. Oh, <laughs> terrible timing. Everybody has a story. I could probably string this whole entire podcast on 2008. I know it was, but it was, it was very pivotal. All I knew was yeah. that, you know, and I, I can't say that I was one of those people that said, okay, this time it wasn't, what am I going to do? Cause I really wasn't a hundred percent sure what I was going to do, but I knew that I had to have something creative and I knew I am a writer that is mm -hmm. at my core, what I am or what I always have been, but um, I had never really made a living at it. Mm -hmm. So to make a long story short there is I didn't know what I was going to do. So I, at that time I started a blog. <laughs> All right. Before there was 5 million blogs, it was kind of my home base. But right. I also, I did have an agent who was trying to sell me, to sell my novel. She didn't do a very good job with it. I wound up self-publishing it eventually. Okay. But I knew enough about marketing and branding because that was basically what my career was, right. that I had to start creating some sort of a profile for myself online. Right. And if you remember back then, nobody really knew what they were doing. Right. So, but I had a good idea of what this was all about. Cause I looked, I still look at social media channels the same way I've looked at television channels and radio channels that they're just they're it, They were, I saw them from the beginning as being another distribution uh, platform. So mm -hmm. I looked at it, it didn't look as complicated to me. The next thing you knew, people were asking me for help and I kid you mm -hmm. not. I mean, my consulting business kind of evolved. <laughs> Mm, okay. But All people right. were asking me, and because I understood this technology, and I am not 25 years old, as you know. Mm -hmm. um, 26. I, 26. I'm 26 now. Um, what happened then was that people, you know, people wanted to hear it from me because I was an, you know, essentially an adult who understood how this stuff worked. Mm. So from that, that's kind of how my business started. Somewhere along the line in there, I wound up starting teaching at NYU in their graduate program in, in um, integrated marketing. And that happened by chance. I was online one day. I saw an ad in Cranes that they were looking mm. for instructors mm -hmm. in business. And I thought, I don't know what they're looking for, but there's got to be something I can teach. And mm -hmm. it was always something I did want to go back to. Mm -hmm. level. I wanted to teach. So that's been great. I don't integrated know marketing is what you're teaching there? I actually, I actually teach, it's the, the degree program is integrated marketing, but okay. I teach social media and oh. digital marketing. I know, oh. crazy, right? So it really continued, you know, if you've ever taught one of the, I love teaching. Just, yeah, well, it, there you go. Well, you should definitely, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful mm -hmm. thing to do. And what you find though, and someone told me this when I went back, they said, you'll find that what, even though you, you know a lot, you always have to know more than what you know when you teach. Right. Right. Yep. So it kind of keeps you on top of everything, uh -huh. which has been a benefit for my clients too, because right. you know, I, I have to stay on top of all of that stuff. So everything started, sort of evolved at that, at that point in time. It's kind of my crazy place until 2019. So what's going on in 2019 then? So today was definitely a typical day. So this morning I had a meeting with two of my NYU colleagues where we, we collectively go out and pitch together, so to speak, some of our business. And that's pr primarily in the social media area, really assessing where a, a particular business might be and then helping them through it and then providing training aspects to it as well. 
and then I have this with you now, which is kind of my own business. And then later on tonight I teach. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So you're kind of a gig, you're part of the gig economy in a way. I, I'm part of the gig economy. Everything has a thread through it. Everything is a little bit different on, on different aspects of it, but yeah, it's definitely a, a typical, a typical day in the life of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you like that? That having the freedom and the sort of variety, I'm a big variety person. I do. I do. Uh-huh. You know, I, my, my whole career from the time I got into radio was all, every day was different. Mm-hmm. I had different clients. I, I've, I have talked to clients in every industry under the sun mm-hmm. and I like that variation. Mm-hmm. There are days now where I look back and I think, I don't know how I sat in one office all day long. Like how did I, what, how, how was I ever in a place where I couldn't control my own time? Yeah. So some days it's yeah. more, you know, it's, it, some days it's different than others. Today, I actually look okay for this call, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there are some days where, you know, I'm, I'm in my sweats until, until three o'clock. So it all works out, but I, I like it like this. I like that variety. I like the freedom. I, um, I like having different revenue streams. I think mm-hmm. that's makes me feel, I don't know, more comfortable, I guess, suppose at this point. It's smart. No, no, I think that's smart. I think the problem, it is diversification um, because we've learned that that is not good to rely on just one. I mean, just like with your money and investing, you wouldn't put it all in one place. You're going to diversify. And I think the way that the market goes today for unemployment, it's not a dumb idea to diversify. No, it really isn't. And you actually, there's a lot of data on this now that most of the, I think we're up to 40% of the population is in some situation like this right now. Mm. And it's kind of, you know, it's that, it's that, I don't know whether it's a, a negative reaction to the man, so to speak, and and, Mm -hmm. and corporations. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when I started out and I'm old enough to remember when people went to companies and they thought they were going to retire there. Me too, yeah. You know, they they provided you things, but they're not really providing that. I mean, it's probably why I stayed at, in my last job at Time Warner, I knew I was unhappy the last several years, but I stayed because there were benefits that were keeping me there. That's right. People don't get that anymore. Right. People don't yeah. get that anymore. So it's like, okay, well, if you're not giving me something back, I've got to go make sure that I'm, I'm creating this for myself. Right. Well, the benefits are not there anymore. And in many ways, as much as we decry the millennials who seem to be all in it for themselves, actually, I look and I say, they're way smarter than we are because we would hang around hoping that the corporation was going to take care of us, right. only to find out in the end that they didn't. Exactly. I, think- I, I, tell, I tell young people all the time, I say, do not, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my career was staying too long. Mm-hmm. And my career would have gone much further ahead if I had just said, okay, I'm going to break away now and go on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we get over, our, our generation was a little bit overly loyal. I think and so. I, yeah. And I think, well, and, and that was the idea. The idea mm-hmm. was if you were loyal, they would be loyal back. Right. And then they broke that covenant um, where they just started firing people to downsize and carve out the center and get more in, in efficient. And they really didn't give a damn about who you were. It was just numbers and getting rid of dollar signs, right? Exactly. So I think things have changed for sure. They have. So let's talk about branding because you're a branding um, person and a branding mm-hmm. expert. And let's talk about your workbook because I think workbooks are really helpful for this crowd which is trying to reinvent themselves. Yes. Um, 
you know, I just think I agree with you that writing it down has a very different um, feeling and accountability than doing it digitally. I have been hugely digital for the last 15 years to the point where when I was getting my degree at Columbia, the teacher occasionally would say, pull out a paper and pen, and I'd have to hit the 20-year-old next to me and go, you got a paper and pen? <laughs> <laughs> but um, talk a little bit about why you made this workbook, what it's about, and um, what the concept is. Well, yeah, so one of the things that I do is um, I, when I'm, when I'm on, my, on my own, this is not with my colleagues, I will, will work with individual people, especially at the higher level, executive levels, often women who are reinventing, although I have had a few good men clients as well, and going through them getting themselves set with their personal brand. I really believe that if you're, whether you're reinventing or just redirecting your career, if you're looking to build your personal brand, I do believe that you're best served by building it first online because it forces you to put words around everything mm -hmm. and to get really clear on who you are now and what direction you want to go. Mm -hmm. And I have found consistently, no matter, and it seems to be even more so with the people who have the best credentials and mm -hmm. the best resumes, is getting these words around who they are is mm -hmm. so hard. The hardest mm -hmm. part mm -hmm. is putting words around your personal brand. And mm -hmm. as you know, in marketing today, you have to be so concise. It's, mm -hmm. We used to call it the elevator pitch, but I think that's a mm -hmm. ridiculous term anymore mm -hmm. because nobody looks at anybody in the elevator. So... <laughs> Well, everyone's got well, their heads down in their phones. Yeah, right. No, but the but the idea of being able to you know concisely say who you are is important because you need to be able to know that if you're going to really at really use social channels as well, and then be able to turn around and do this in person because we really are in an omni-channel world. So I actually started these exercises with my private clients. Mm. And then one day I was like, this is ridiculous, Joanne. You should just really put this into a book and make it available to other people who may not be your client. But I found that, and when I did it, I, there, I do have a PDF available online for those who want to spend a little less money. But mm -hmm. I, I put it on Amazon. I purposely made it only print because mm -hmm. I, and I made it oversized mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I feel that it's, it's almost like a journal in a sense mm -hmm. that, you know, you're not, you're not going to sit down and do all this in an afternoon, but mm -hmm. it gives you lots of space to think and to write and to get clear on the direction that you want to go. And some people come into it and they have a better idea. It's just getting the words. And some people, it's like, I, I really don't know what I want to do next. But this provides a little bit of a, a, creating that sort of a space and, again, that place to write it down. You know, the, the research is still showing, and I tell this to my students, that when you take notes, <laughs> you still learn better. Yep. There's still something about that connection between your pen and your brain than if I take notes on the computer. And the same thing serves on here. I think if you're just writing these things into your something digital, that, that creative aspect is just not going to fall into it in the same way. But it's not, oh, I always like it when there's data that can support what my ideas are. Of course, of course. So talk a little bit about what's in the book. What's the name of the book? And the, name, the name of the book is Getting Your Personal Brand Story Straight. Mm -hmm. And it's 10 exercises to help you get clear on the story you want to tell. Okay. And like you, I love workbooks. I like, especially when I'm starting something new, I like to have little books where I can keep everything in one spot. So you can get it off of Amazon or where's Amazon. PDF? Am Amazon, yes, on Amazon. There's, I have a PDF available on my website, but I just have it on Amazon right now. Okay. And what is the name of your website so they can go there if they want to do that? It's joannetombrockus.com. 
J-O-A-N-N-E-T-O-M. Yep. B-R-A-K-O-S.com. Okay, cool. Awesome. And let's talk about it because you have a bunch of steps that you like people to take. Um, Can you walk through some of those, what they are? Because people don't really understand. First of all, I'm not surprised when you say that um, the big time executives who have big careers and big credentials, I think the problem is, is that if you haven't spent time thinking about this, it's kind of like what they say in politics is that someone else has defined you. You haven't defined yourself. You've been defined by the roles that you played. You've been defined by the titles you had. Those may not be the things that you can take into your own world. Um, So that, that doesn't surprise me. And, and because now you've, you know, you either want to, or you're forced to take control of that and say, okay, what does that really mean? And is, does that interest me? I think that's really tough. So I'm not surprised. No, it is, it is really hard. And it's, there's a degree of, when, when you're doing this, there's a degree of bragging that comes in. Yes. yes and people, yeah, and especially yeah. women, they hate that yes, word. Yes. And I think it's because we, you know, we tend to look at it more at that boastful, that person who is just yes. spewing off, even though they really have no credentials. Yes. But Again, you know, you need to have, okay, you know, this is what I do. I mean, we all have our days when I have no idea who I am and I'm totally an imposter. And I joke Mm -hmm. with people. I say, sometimes I go and read my own bio back to myself (laughs) so that I can remember, oh, that's right. You did all that. Right. You are. You do know what you're doing. (laughs) I have to go back a lot of times too when people say things to me like, you know, they'll say crazy stuff. Like you inspired me to do blah, blah, blah. It's like, I did? I can't even remember that. I have to go back and look because it's been a long career. So I know it's, I it's yeah, you just, you, you, you don't, you don't know. And, and one of the things actually bring in, in line with that, that I have in here is to get other people's feedback. You know, find, find six people who know you from different aspects of your life. And, and I have a series of questions in here to ask them to see how they see you. Because we don't always see ourselves the same way. that We, we don't see ourselves the way the rest of the world does. Right. Now, exactly. I had an experience, I guess it was last spring, when I have a lot of international students and at the end of, and, and a lot of them are coming from Asia and India. Mm-hmm. And they're not as used to seeing strong women as we, as we are here. Right, right. And at the end of the semester, this one beautiful young girl came up to me and just started thanking me. And, and she was in tears saying, thank you. You, you know, you, you encouraged me to use my voice and mm-hmm. I was so afraid to speak and mm-hmm. I'm standing there and I'm like, really like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And this other student behind me said, you have no idea what you do. So mm-hmm. it's, we don't, and it's like, okay, I guess I do inspire people, but we don't mm-hmm. get that unless we ask people sometimes what they're thinking. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of the process too. You know, the, mm-hmm. the very beginning of the book, I asked tough questions like, who are you? In fact, one of my friends said, as soon as I saw that, I wanted to shut the book. It's like, I don't right. know. Who I am. But right. again, it's, it's not meant to be something that you're going to answer in, in a minute because you're not, especially if you're redefining or redesigning or reinventing whatever, um, wherever you are at that point in, in your life. So the biggest thing, um, you know, it's funny, I use a thing which is called, um, I, you know, assembling your kitchen cabinet, which is basically the same thing that you're talking about, which is gathering people, and you even mentioned the word threads in your book, gathering people from, you know, grade school, high school, mm-hmm. junior high, first job, second job, whatever, um, to remind you 
of all those threads you let go of because mm -hmm. when we're little we are so full of possibility and ideas and I want to be a I'm going to be a ballet dancer I'm going to be a baton twirler I'm going to be I mean all those things tap dancing all this stuff we do and gradually what happens is it's kind of like a a winnowing that goes on and before you know it you're stuck in one little area of this maze because you've just chopped off all the turns right so true <laughs> And I don't think any of us realize that that sort of winnowing has gone on and that you can go back to many of those loves you had early on, you can pick up at another point in your life. You, you know, so no, you're not going to be the lead ballerina at ABT, but maybe you're a financial advisor and you could be advising people in the ballet or you could take mm -hmm. on a client. I mean, there are many other ways to approach these things that make you happy. Exactly. Exactly. I said that recently, you know, I, I do believe that I think it's wonderful when you can do work that you love. Yes. If you're not that lucky and not all of us are lucky at certain points, even when you do work that you love, you don't love it every day. That's but whatever correct. it is that you're doing is that you need to learn to love it. You know, I yes. mean, when I, in my early days, in radio, I, I loved radio. I couldn't even right. imagine being in anything else. And right. then it ebbs away a little bit and you find something right. else. So that's I, I, kind of, um, I, do, I do agree with you. So talk a little bit about some, you don't have to use names, but how has this helped some of your clients and some of these questions and the workbook working you, working you through coming to a brand, understanding, so say you're this executive and you've got to get to, I'm going to be no longer an executive in that area, or I'm going to go out on my own as an entrepreneur. How do I get to this idea of who I am as a brand? Besides, so you start with those, you assemble your group and you start getting some words and then what, what happens next? And if you have any stories of anybody you've worked with, again, don't use, you don't use <laughs> names. So the name has been changed to protect the innocent. There you go. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking of one, um, one person right now and just incredibly bright, so successful. And, and was that, this was actually one of the few gentlemen that I've worked with there. There's, there's a hint. I mean, I do have, I do get, again, I get really good guys to come through, but he was so, he just had to really step back as he was, I really hadn't thought of myself like that. I hadn't seen, I got, it gives, I think when you go through this process too, it, one of the things that he said to me is that it really instilled the confidence that he needed to make the change that he was going to make. Mm. Are know, people it, ever surprised or disappointed? They think of themselves as a, you know, encouraging leader and it comes out that they're seen as, you know, tough and, not very nurturing or, I mean, is there a disconnect? You know, I, you know, I haven't had, I haven't had that. I've had the opposite, you know, the opposite. it's, okay. it's that they've been downplaying whoever they are or oh. they're scared about what they're, and again, I, I, I'm, I'm talking high level people who have multiple degrees and you're like, right. really? Like sometimes I'm, I'd be like, why, why did you hire me? You know, it's like, right. that, then it's my own issue. Right. It's like, right. I, I think you should know all this, but they don't because we don't, you know, even for myself, it's, it's yes. a hard process. Yes. And until you get clear on this, you're not going to move forward. And, and trust me, in the, in the early days of this particular reinvention, because I wasn't as clear as I was the yes. first time, not being clear held me back. Yes, I can see that. Yep. Because no one knows how to, no one, everybody needs a label and a box to stick you in because they cannot really, things are moving too fast and too furious and they can't spend the time to figure out where to put you. 
you. Well, you have to put yourself somewhere, don't you think? Yeah, but it's it's also yourself. Like when I wasn't clear on my story, I, I'm a I'm a really good salesperson. Mm-hmm. I. I've, <laughs> I, I could, I, you give me something, you could give me something right now and I'll figure out a way to sell it. Mm-hmm. But when I have to be clear on it and when I wasn't clear on myself in the beginning, mm. you know, part of personal branding is selling. No one likes to use that word. It's a dirty mm. word. I, I know mm. it's a dirty word, but mm-hmm. that really is what we're doing. You know, part of our branding process is to sell ourselves to, to, to work on how we want to be and, and, and how we want to envision our life moving forward. But then we also, there, ha, there is a part of that that is a sale. It's a, maybe mm-hmm. persuasion is a better term for people. I know they hate the word mm-hmm. selling, mm-hmm. but that's yeah, really Yeah, but the, you know, it is what it is. Um, so th- give me an example. So what did this guy think he was and what did he find out he was and what was he able to move toward because of that enlightenment? Well, he, no, he knew what he wanted to do, but he needed the, comp- until he could get the words around it, he needed the confidence ah. to know that he'd go do it because it was a big move. Okay. He was leaving something that was very lucrative. And okay. those are always the hard ones because it's sure. like, okay, I think I can do this now. But you know, then all of a sudden it's like, well, gee, there's no expense account now. Out, out. What, what did I do? <laughs> right, right. How did he reposition himself though? Was he going from like big time executive to solopreneur or like how was kind of going, going, out, going out on his own doing, he's actually still in transition. So okay. Um, because there's a, you know, all this non-compete business that goes right. on. Can't okay. do this and that for a bit. But right. um, going to go out on, go out and do it on his own. So to make his life, which again is something I hear increasingly, and, and he's younger than myself, to, so that he could be more flexible with his time. Mm. You know, I think okay. that's a big thing that I hear a lot. And I don't know if you hear this a lot as well, is that people want more flexibility with their time. Mm-hmm. That they're not, you know, they don't have their two weeks vacation every year. That they can work from wherever it is that they are, especially mm-hmm. if they, you know, if they want to do some traveling in there. So I hear that a lot with flexibility mm-hmm. is a real mm-hmm. key for people, and not with, and that's not just your twenty-year-olds. No, it's not just your twenty-year-olds. Okay, I no, think that's really your, smart. I, I, it's, it's not just your twenty-year-olds. I, I think I hear it from everybody now, and. Um, I, I just, I just, and I think it's just part of the way of the world. And the fact that we can, you know, I couldn't have done what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. even 20 years ago. Right. Because yes. I didn't have all this technology. I mean, the fact is that, you know, you and I are sitting with a computer and, 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 and recording this podcast that that's. We couldn't have done it. We had to be part of a it. huge company. That is yeah. the most amazing part of all of this. No. Yeah. It, that was that was the real mind blower for me was when I realized I did not have to do this. Um, I mean, in the old days, the last launch I saw was Allure, which was $50 million, five years. And, you know, it's like, meanwhile, I can launch my own little brand for my, you know, um, for the amount that I got as a severance pay. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a, you know, it's tough going, but it's... Um, it's no, it's it's not easy to to be on your own and to do what I'm doing or what you're doing. This is not right. easy, not for it's the faint of heart. You're gonna have good days and you're gonna have days like really. Right now, I'm in a place where I've been living in the same apartment for twenty some odd years, and the owner has decided to sell, so I have to be out looking for a new apartment. Oh no! We're I know, and you know what it's like in New York. It's, so right, it's like exactly it's crazy, and because I've been here so long, I'm so into the market. But right. I said to someone the other day, I said, "Okay, this is one of the times when it would be nice if I just had like a nine to five job and I didn't have to worry <laughs> about everything else, and right. I could just go there and come home and take care of all this other stuff." Right. 
Yeah. That, so you, you have, you have those, you have those moments. It's not for the faint of heart though, to be out on your own, I, I, right. to reinvent for that matter. It's hard. So as we come to a close on this, can you um, talk a little bit, as I always like to ask people for just two or three tips that people can use and employ tomorrow if they want to start working on their personal brand, what would you suggest that are, you know, realizing that we've already talked to a lot of people in this area. So you're more personal little tips. Yeah, personal brand. Um, the, the first thing I would say, not to sound too self-serving, but you do have right. to get your story straight. You okay. really do. I mean, that's the okay. first thing you have to do. And that may, it can be a shorter or longer process depending on how clear you are. Okay. And the other thing I, I, I tell everyone, you've got to get your online profile in order. Okay. And you've got to start with LinkedIn. I mean, yeah. LinkedIn even if people hate social networking, right. if you want to stay in business and you want a career, you have to be on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I have gotten so much, so many leads, so much business from there. And it's, ah. and it comes to me. It's not because I'm pushing so hard, but right. because I write blogs and I share information and people have a very clear idea of what it is that I do. Mm-hmm. So that would be the other thing. And I think that's a lot of times, unfortunately, when people suddenly decide they're going to reinvent, they have they think that LinkedIn is just for posting their resume. Yeah. It's really not. The research actually says that people are there to share industry information and to network. That's their primary reason to be there. So it's, you know, again, the, the networking thing is there. But the third thing I would say is to really expand your networks. You know, one of the things that I found when I left, this, when I left uh, Time Warner was that I had gotten really lazy yeah. And my network was very much within the industry. That's right. And, and within the company. I yes. everyone knew who I was. Yep. But beyond that, it was like who's Joanne? Yes. And one of the groups I t- I joined at that time, which was still called 85 Broads, which uh-huh. you know, okay. Elevate, uh-huh. which Anna Hansen was still there. And right. I guess it was like maybe I'm trying to think, maybe fall of two thousand eight to beginning of two thousand nine, I don't remember. Right. Now I was in this group of all these women. They were finance women and they were doing this and doing right. that. And my network started to expand. You know, I think it's something that people should do before they start to, to, to think about when they're saying, okay, I think I'm going to reinvent, but let me start to expand beyond that. And um, because that's, those are going to be your people. Yes. It's, you know, your people are not necessarily going to be the ones that still want to stay wherever it was that you were coming from. Right. And that is that perfect closing for us because that is exactly what Covey Club is about. It's about finding new connections for business and for friendship and breaking out of those silos that we find ourselves in, especially if you've had a long successful career. That's what happens. You end up knowing, I know only publishing people, but I don't want to know just publishing people. It gets boring, you know? (laughs) It gets boring for many reasons and there's not much cross-pollination going on. Mm-hmm. And as they say, your next job is not going to come from the 10 people you already know. It's going to come from that third or fourth tier outer ring. Um, and that's, you've got to expand that network. Yeah. And people don't. People don't. People don't. And it's easy to do, especially if you're working at a big company as yeah. I was or as you were, where, you yeah. know, the, you get a little comfortable and it's like, okay, as long as everyone knows me here, I'm going to be okay. Right. And, um, and that's um, and then it's like okay, well now I need to know new people. So where am I? Right. Going? 
Perfect. And well, Cubby Club is a perfect thing. So that's a perfect organization for that. So if that's the whole concept, connect a hundred thousand women across the world so that you will have new connections for business and for work and for your friendship. So thank you, Joanne. This is thank perfect. You. And um, I hope that everybody will pick up your workbook because I think it's a great place to start. And I think we are all lifelong learners here. So it's absolutely perfect. That's the secret Thank to you. Lifelong yeah. learning. <laughs> yeah, it is. I agree with you. Take care. Thank you. Thanks everybody for joining us on Reinvent Yourself today. That was a really interesting discussion. I love academics because as you know, we are the place where lifelong learners come to meet. And I think Covey Clubbers in particular like to attack change and problems by using their brains to get at it, by using research, by digging in and finding out what's going on and then proceeding forward. So I just love it when I can get a good academic on there because they have the research. And we know that this is important for everybody. So get your branding on, get your personal brand going. And in the meantime, if you like the Covey, the Covey uh, broadcast that we're doing here and reinvent yourself, please go give us some stars. We really need your stars in order to get out there to other women who might need us or men. And please subscribe. That really makes a big difference in terms of getting us on iTunes radars so they know who we are. And I hope you will join us on our next podcast. Take care.